Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Uncut Gems? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the Watchers of Movies. Happy one year anniversary, Sam. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now we can eat the cake that we froze yes. last year. After our first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a year, guys. Can you believe it? And what a year it has <laughs> been. Yes, it has been. <laughs> I mean, 2020 alone has been insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. But it's been insane. Yeah. It's been a fun year of making podcasts. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's really cool. I think we've come a long way since the first one. Yeah, for and sure. Mike is making our theme song, yeah. which... Kicked it's it up awesome. like 12 notches, I think, yeah. and we have like the microphones, mm-hmm. and we edit now. It's just Oh, yeah, we're outside, world. by the way, oh, so yeah. like, well, this is actually the first time that we've actually been together recording since like quarantine started, since so. the beginning of March. It's pretty yeah. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're, um, we're pretty excited about it. I can't stop smiling personally. I'm like really excited. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I get to hang out with Sam, and oh. like. <laughs> Everybody says that about yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So you'll hear a lawnmower in the background because when we got out to this deck, because we're trying to social distance still, mm-hmm. yeah. so we're recording outside on her parents' deck, and that was very generous of them. So thank you, yes. Brian and Leslie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. And when we got out here, it was, like, super peaceful, and then as soon as we set up, the neighbor was like, perfect time to mow the old grass. <laughs> so you will hear a lawnmower, but it's far enough away. I think it's okay. I think it's, what it is is the... Uh, sounds of summer. It's mm-hmm. ambiance. Yeah. Actually, as I was driving here, I saw a bunch of people walking, and I saw people walking dogs, and it occurred to me that it's June and it's summertime, and I thought the world just feels so different right now that I didn't even it didn't even fully occur to me that it's it's summer, you know. And I this know. is such a short time. Like we live in Michigan, so this time where we get this like beautiful weather is of beautiful sunny weather. It's like three months long. It's very short. It's very and short. Especially like July and August can can be quite humid and right now it's very refreshing outside. So it's just so it's such a an awesome time of year and this year I feel like I'm kind of not thinking about it well and, and like, enjoying it like I feel like I should. <laughs> yeah, like I noticed the other day I was like, oh my God, it's already the sixth of June. I yeah. was like like mind blown. Like I was just like, whoa I can't believe this this weird, crazy year has passed by, like, so fast, but also so slow, you know? Yeah, and, it's weird. You know, and the funny thing is, the craziest thing that has, to ha- <laughs> that has happened, or I guess it's not even the craziest thing that has happened this year, is the Spanish porn star that got uh, <laughs> convicted of manslaughter. Yeah, you sent me that message yesterday, <laughs> and when I read it, I had to, like, rub my eyes and read it again. <laughs> <laughs> he was convicted of manslaughter in like a like a spiritual ritual where a guy took dehydrated toad venom. So that's something not the as, craziest thing to happen. Something this year. everyone does on a regular basis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hang out with Spanish porn stars. Did you say it was supposed to give you hallucinations? Yeah, that's it's like so it. it has um DMT in it and DMT is known as the spirit molecule. Mm. Like every living being on earth actually produces it. But when you take it in quantities or whatever, it can cause you to hallucinate. But I, like, watched a a documentary on this, and there's actually, like, scientific studies done on this drug. And people that have 
had this drug say that they like will see God and like angels and so it's like a wow. super spiritual experience and I was like man that sounds really cool is it better for you because I hear like acid is really bad for you because it stays in your spinal cord forever or something so is this drug I didn't even like, know that was a thing a quote unquote healthier hallucinogenic <laughs> like once it goes through your system it's gone I think so I think acid Listen, this is all from things I've learned over the years through various unofficial sources. Of I've never done acid, and I've never known anyone personally who's done acid that has told me. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a danger that you can trip, like, 20 years later. Oh, again. really? Yeah, I think it's it's just really, it's not good for you, obviously. Really? But I don't know if this is true, so if somebody knows differently, they can tell me. But, um... So I was wondering if this was more like, because aren't shrooms kind of like, once you're done with shrooms, they're out of your system? I think so. So I wonder if this is the same thing, unless you die from it. Like the guy did. Like the guy did, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I thought... This has been the Movies and Hardcore (laughs) Drugs podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I Next week we talk about adventures with PCP (laughs) and how I lifted a car over my head. (laughs) And the week after that cocaine in in the bathroom with the weekend <laughs> oh yes oh way to tie it into the movie yeah, I know, right? yeah. i didn't know um, the weekend was around in 2012 so that kind of surprised yeah, I, me I, yeah i mean yeah but let's of talk all about our mini topic first yes so our mini topic is um movies that make us feel on edge or unsettled so do you want to do it with yours first or you want me to go first yes um mine my first one is Requiem for a Dream. Oh my god. Dude, yes. I saw that movie one time and I swear that I will never see it again. It freaked me the fuck out. The thing about that movie is I would never, ever, ever say to myself, oh, it's a cozy Friday night. I'm going to (laughs) watch Requiem for a Dream. No. And that movie made me uneasy. And the thing is, it was very Vogue when I was in college to watch it. And I was not on that, I was not on that train I wasn't And either. so somebody in college let me borrow it, and I was very excited because I'm like, finally, I'll know what everyone's talking about. And I think I watched it with my eyes the size of, like, quarters <laughs> the whole time, and I was like, people love this? Like, <laughs> it's so unsettling. And it's an interesting story. You know, speaking of drugs, actually, it's yeah. a very interesting um, deep dive into this terrible world of drugs and addiction, but it is deeply unsettling super unsettling and there's so many elements in it that made me uncomfortable and tense the whole time and i i i vividly remember thinking after it was over thank god that's over i don't think i'll ever watch that movie again by choice no uh so that i actually like i had a copy of it and i was like i actually do not want this in my possession please take it away from really me. yeah because i like i was like i saw i bought it like because like you know in the early, <laughs> like, what was it? Was was Blockbuster around in the early 2010s? Blockbuster, Blockbuster's been around for a very long time. Or you mean, like, when did it close yeah, officially? Like, I, I guess, think, yeah. yeah, it was, like, early 2010s when they started having, like, it, you can buy six for 25 cents. Or yeah, <laughs> six for 25 cents, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was either one of those where I, like, bought it, like, on a whim, or I bought it, like, at Blockbuster with other stuff. And I saw it once, and I was like, I literally never want to see this movie again. It terrified me. Like, I, like, get it out of my presence. And my friend was like, sure, I'll take it. And I was like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> because it, I know, I mean, it, it freaked me out. It was so, 
just especially what happened with the girl at the end, like in that sex yeah. ring. Oh my gosh! She's in. Yeah, and they show some images of her. Yeah. Basically working so she can get drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's pretty. Yeah. And the the mother Jared Leto's mom with the refrigerator. I yeah. mean that part isn't. It's not gross or anything, but it's so disturbing that yeah. that actually made me the most uncomfortable. Which I don't I've, even remember. I've that said part. multiple <laughs> times. I think I've told this. I mean, I've, whenever this movie comes up, I'm I always tell that. So. Forgive me if I'm repeating myself, no. but she's sort of hallucinating that the the refrigerator is like coming to life, basically, mm-hmm. and it's so strange. It's creepy. And then Jared Leto's arm is very disgusting at the oh end. Oh my god! I know. Yeah. I used to get amputated. Oh no! I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like that movie at all. Like, I would never recommend it. Mm-hmm. I, in one time, I was talking like right after I saw it, I was talking about it with somebody at work. And I was going over things that made me uncomfortable, and she was just, like, blowing me off, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, and now I'm thinking, maybe she didn't want to talk about it either, because it's not, like, a fun thing to talk <laughs> no. about. Like, and his arm started rotting at the elbow. Oh, like, and, yeah, like the gangrene. Ugh, and, ugh, no, that was terrible. It's, it's unsettling. Yeah, it's super. Um, I actually kind of, for some reason, kind of put these in, like, the same category, but Donnie Darko... I, oh. Although I I wouldn't say that that necessarily made me, like, really creep me out. I've seen it many, many times, but the bunny in it was was very creepy, you know? Yeah, the thing about it, my perspective on Donnie Darko is it's similar to Requiem for a Dream in that I was very late to jump on the bandwagon, and it was super hyped. And when I watched it, at the end, I was like, okay. Yeah. So it didn't unsettle me because I was expecting a good movie. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> what was the movie we were talking about last night that you were like, oh yeah, I really like that. I was like, I fucking oh, hated it. The Greatest Showman. Oh yeah, The Greatest in, Showman. In true fashion, I said, I liked that a lot more than I thought I would. And you said, I thought I would like it a lot more. And I didn't like it. So I like that we're just consistently opposite. I hated things. it. I liked the music and that was pretty much about it. I, will, I mean... If you ever want to do an episode on that, I would. I have a lot to talk about. So <laughs> I recently, speaking of the Greatest Showman, there's a a wrestling match coming up for that WWE on mm-hmm. the WWE between Randy Orton and Edge for any of our movies. <laughs> I know slash Randy WWE Orton is, but I don't listen, know who... or listeners. And they've been using a song from The Greatest Showman in the promo. And really? every time I see it, I'm like, what a weird juxtaposition. They're like, this is The Greatest Show. And it shows them in the ring. I was like, okay. I feel like it's, it's very, like, it's, it's, it's like, like, these are two really tough guys. Like, Randy Orton is really tough. He's like a huge guy. And, yeah. and they're playing, like, Hugh Jackman's, like, Really happy Barnum and Bailey circus song. Well, like anyway. that song's like fluffy. Yeah. Almost, like, <laughs> you know? So it makes me laugh when I see it. Um. Okay. So my next one is Eastern Promises. Oh, I I, I wanted to see that. Never have. I have it. So if you ever want to watch Vigo it, Vigo Mortensen in that movie. Yes. He okay. Is. Um. It's very like. It's it's good. It's very good, but it's not like, in any way, like a happy film you know sure, what I mean yeah. I mean it's like the it opens up with a girl who is walking into a pharmacy and she's bleeding like from her vagina and she's oh. 13 years old and she's oh. pregnant and yeah so it's like yikes it's like really rough and and Vincent Cassell's in it too and he's awesome as creepy characters you know mm-hmm. um 
it's a very good movie, but it definitely, like, it definitely puts you in a place where you're like, oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable. Like, these people are, first of all, they treat women like garbage, so that, there's that, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, prostitution going on. There's, like, a, there's, like, a scene with Viggo Mortensen and this, and this sex worker that, it's, it's just, like, it's hard to describe unless you've seen it, pretty much. Okay. Like, it's, like, it's just, I, I guess I don't want to tell you either, because if you do see it. I don't want you to, like, go in with any expectations. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's a good movie. I would recommend it, but I would say if you're going to watch it, like, you just need to be aware that you're going to watch something that's a little bit rough. Yeah. Know? I still want to see it because I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. It's and good. even though what you just described sounds really intense, um, it doesn't really diminish that I want to see it. I just know that it's a movie that I'll have to be in a certain mood for. Yeah. 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 It's good. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. I mean, I have it, so if you want to watch it sometime. Okay. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I actually went through all my DVDs the other day. Oh. And I have them in a Word document because I found out that on Word Live, which is like the browser version, you can actually dictate stuff. So I was going through it and saying what I had. It was so great. I was like, I was like, this is so convenient. <laughs> yeah. Know? I bet you feel really official, too. You're like two <laughs> copies of Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like, I was like Donnie Darko, and they're all in alphabetical order oh, too. Yeah. So I was like, you know, because like, <laughs> all my DVDs are like these little like plastic sheets. Yeah, you, know? you yeah. inspired me, and I did that with my CDs. Oh, did but you? I like the look of DVDs on a shelf. It reminds me of like books, so I didn't want to do it with my DVDs. But my CDs, you know, they're small, so they're yeah, it's not as cool, not as aesthetically pleasing. So I did it with all my CDs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's it saved me put, a lot of space. Yeah, so. if you put all your CDs on your computer, you don't need to like listen to the actual CD. But yeah, right. Ooh, the wind's picking up. Just so y'all know, <laughs> <laughs> um, the wind is picking up. <laughs> oh hi, I'm out here, and the wind <laughs> is picking up. <laughs> we're pretending we're we're uh, newscasters. Sport, not sports. We don't like sports. I, don't I like, like sports. sports. <laughs> she likes sports. I like sports. I don't speak for her. <laughs> yeah. Laura doesn't speak for me. I don't speak for her. Um, I also had American Beauty. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I mean, so that's actually probably one of my all-time favorite films. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about it a lot. But the whole, like, mm, like Mena Suvari's, like, what, 15 or something? or Yeah. She's, she's young. A high schooler. And she's like trying to have sex with Kevin Spacey, and he, like, wants to have sex with her. Like, the whole... Oh, I, I've seen it a long time ago. I don't remember. Is she trying to have sex with him? I thought yeah, he was well, just fantasizing about her. She's, like, talking to her... She's talking to the daughter. Oh, Thora she's Birch. like, your dad's so hot. I would totally fuck your dad. Oh, like, yeah. And, yeah, and this, okay. yeah, Thor Birch is like, um, okay, like, stop talking about What a weird thing to like say that. to someone about their parent yeah well and then they like so at like near the end of the movie she like walks downstairs and they're like and he's like undressing her and he and she's like this is my first time and he stops and he goes okay we can't do this wow yeah. it's been so long since i've seen that movie i should probably rewatch it it's a great film my mom my mom <laughs> took me to see it when it came out oh and God. i was like maybe 13 i don't know 12 13 but that <laughs> she would take me to see all kinds of things and and we went and saw it yeah. And my afterwards my mom was like, Well that was different, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's I mean yeah. I I really like that movie. I it's think good. it's fantastic. Yeah. I really like um Sam Mendes, that's the director. Mm-hmm. I think that he's very good at showing um I have to say I don't think Skyfall was very good, the the James Bond movie. I thought that was a little like <laughs> just it was insulting a little bit. Uh, did you ever see that one? 
Yeah, that's the one you're talking about, the female was like a sex worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a real issue with that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we don't need to get into yeah. it. But, but Sam Mendes, um, he's directed some other stuff, and I like I his stuff. I think he directed Revolutionary Road. Oh my which, god, we had that on my list. That, I was just going to say, you've reminded me, that would go on a list. Yeah, Like, yeah. very, just the whole time, I was like, I can't sit back and enjoy this. It's very tense. And like Michael Shannon is in that as Is well. he really? I believe I like he, he plays the son of one of their friends who... Basically, like, tells off Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet to their faces, like, you guys are suburban, miserable suburban people, and... I don't remember that. I just remember, like, the ending, when she's, like, standing there, and, like, the blood's dripping down from, like, after giving herself the abortion, yeah. and then she dies, and I was Very like... Very intense. Sorry, spoilers, whatever, that movie came out, like, ten years ago, it's not my fault. It's a ten-year rule. <laughs> no, it's, that's a good one for this list, where it's just, it's not super enjoyable or comfortable to watch. <laughs> but it's very, like, it's it's good, and it's, but it's just, it's kind of one of those movies that you maybe watch, like, one time. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate Winslet and, and Leonardo DiCaprio, I mean, they're a tour de force together. You yeah. Know, that was, like, their first, first movie that they were in after Titanic. Yeah. Because weren't they in another one after that? Or maybe they're only in two. I don't together. remember. Anyway. I thought that one was really good because it spoke to something that some people, I think, can find themselves in no matter what time period they're in, and it's just, like, stuck in a rut. Yeah. And then you have these grand dreams, like, they started this grand dream together that they were going to move to Europe, and she was going to get a job at, like, an embassy or something, and they were dreaming of it, and both of them knew that was never going to happen, but they each just lied to each other. It's basically, it's basically like a job interview. Like, you both know <laughs> that you're playing, a da- you're, you're dancing, you're playing a game right. with each other, but for some reason you have to keep the facade up. And in within their within a marriage, I think sometimes that can happen as well, where you're yeah. both like, "Let's talk about these dreams to each other's faces and basically lie right to each other's faces when we both know that nothing is going to change." Yeah. So I, it's it's a very interesting movie, but not fun to watch. No, I you know, and I don't even remember most, but I just remember the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, okay, two more. We need to talk about Kevin. I never saw that. You told me it was good. I've never That's, seen it. A uh, very intense movie. And is it's Tilda probably Swinton also one of those that? you only watch once. Is, wait, what would you... Is Tilda Swinton in yeah. that? Okay. And uh, John C. Riley. Oh, wow. Okay. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, Ezra Miller. I don't yeah. know his name he off the top of my head. played The Flash in <laughs> the new Justice League movies. Oh, um, I know who he is. Yeah. Was he, he in The Perks of Being a Wallflower? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 he was in a movie with Amy Schumer. I don't... And I can't remember which I've movie it was. It was the one worse. with Bill Hader. Oh, I know what you're talking and about. And anyway, she, like, goes home with him because she wants to have a one-night stand. And then his mom comes in and she's like, how old are you? <laughs> and he was like, in the whole, like, I feel like the audience is supposed to think, you didn't realize he was, like, a, a teenager, <laughs> college student or whatever. I think he was obviously of legal age, but right. his mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Because he was very young. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen, um, past the part in 30 Rock when there's, like, the the cute, like, um, he, not a barista, but he, like, delivers the coffee? I don't think so. And, <laughs> so he's, like, really young and he's cute. And at one point, Liz is like, oh, he looks like Zac Efron. That's a thing, right? <laughs> and he... That sounds like you. He looks like Zac Efron. Everyone looks like Zac Efron. I know. Liz Lemon, there's a lot of things that Liz Lemon does that remind me of me. But um, 
he asks her out, and she's like, yeah, let's go. And, he, and she's like, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 25. Wait, I have seen you that have one. Seen yes. That. He's only in, like, yes. one or two episodes. Okay, yeah. One. Yeah. And you reminded, you just, yeah. And then she goes to his, his place, <laughs> and his mom looks just like yes, her. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. We have seen that, yes. And she's like, I have to go. Shut it down. Shut <laughs> it down. <laughs> I love it. So funny. Oh, my God, I love it. Um, oh, and I have one more. The Invitation. It's with Logan Marshall Green and Michael Huseman. And it's like about... It's good. It's on Netflix. It's like kind of a slow burn. So it's like about this guy who's invited with his girlfriend to go to... It's like his ex-wife's party. They like had a kid together and everything. Um, and there's more to the story. I kind of don't want to spoil it just because it's, it's good. But it's like you're watching this movie and you're like something bad is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, you're watching it, and you're like, you're like, how are they, like, you know that these characters are, like, aware of it, and so you're like, just leave. Something bad's going to happen. Like, just go. Like, I get the feeling. And so it's kind of like one of those movies where you're going into it, and you're like, you're like, oh, my God, what's going to (laughs) happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that one's a good one. There's a Netflix movie that you just made me think of, and it's called, I believe it's called The One I Love. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's with Elizabeth Moss and um, Mark Duplass, mm-hmm. and it's also intense like that. It's it's about this couple who, I think they're kind of on the verge of divorce, but to salvage their relationship, they go to this intensive retreat. Wait, what's it called? I think it's called The One I Love. It's okay. either To The One I Love or The One I Love. Okay. And they go to this retreat, and uh, Ted Danson is running this retreat, but it's just, it's not like a bunch of other couples just them in a house sort of in the middle of nowhere and they find out some weird stuff is going on and the end is kind of it's not ambiguous you kind of you know what happens at the end but it's like you I don't want to spoil it for you but it's also something that I was on edge just wondering what is going on like how is all this happening what is happening I have to Did add I this take to my some list. frog venom before I watch this? Because I don't know what's happening. So I, if Do you, you watch it, if you watch it, I would like you to tell me what you think of it. Is it on Netflix? Um, it is on Netflix. That's how I watched it. Okay. But I watched it years ago and I forgot about it. It's called The One I Love. I okay. just looked it up. So and he's in. Um, have you? Well, I'm. I'm kind of assuming you haven't. Have you ever heard of the movie Creep? I have heard of it. My friend Amanda yeah, just told me to watch it recently, it's, and um, I haven't watched it yet. I've seen both of them. Okay. Because um, there's a Creep, too. Uh-huh. I would say the first one's better. Um, the second one's fine. It was it was fine. There, I probably wouldn't watch it again. I would watch the first one again, though. Um, but he's in it, and he's very good at being like, like you kind of like him, but you're like, I don't trust you as far as I can throw. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, I kind of like you, but also, like, you could totally be, like, a really bad person. Mm-hmm. So, it's, he's he's good. He's good at doing, yeah. And he was in Bombshell, too. He was, uh, he was, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. But every time I see him in anything else, I always think of Creep. Because okay. that's the my first friend, thing yeah, I've My friend Amanda told me to watch it, and I watched the trailer, and the trailer looked intense yeah so i'm, I'm curious as yeah. to what you think about it yeah yeah um you want to talk about the movie let's talk about uncut gems okay <laughs> okay yeah so first thing i have to say is <sighs> okay <laughs> i was super mad at the end and the reason why isn't because of what happened in the film but because of something that happened in real life 
And please, if you are listening out there, refrain from spoiling things on social media because it was spoiled for me and it really, like, pretty much skewed how I watched the entire film. It ruins film. it. I, was, I mean, I, yeah. it, it totally skewed how I watched the rest of the film. I have to say before we get into it that if I hadn't been spoiled for me, I never would have saw the ending coming. I know. Ever. I know. And I was so yes. mad. I was literally, like, in my apartment, like, I was like, this motherfucking ending? Like, I was like, I'm so fucking mad. I can't even fucking believe it happened. Like, I was swearing just like he was in the movie, you know? I, so. When, so, when you sent me that screenshot that mm-hmm. somebody had commented and they... So this is not a spoiler-free podcast Mm -hmm. because we're assuming if you're choosing to listen to it, then you're fine with that. Right. So Adam Sandler dies at the end. Right. When you showed me that screenshot that gave away that Adam Sandler dies at the end and I knew you hadn't watched it yet, I was so angry for you because the whole movie, the whole tone of the movie is going to be different for you. It was totally different. And that sucks. And I I, I think that there is a rule. I think a movie that's like... Five years or more, ten years or more, spoil it. Because yeah. if somebody hasn't seen it, they probably aren't going to see it or whatever. But a movie that's this new, that's brand new to Netflix. 2019. Don't spoil it. Unless, yeah. I mean, don't spoil it on a place where everyone can just stumble exactly. upon it. You know? So. Exactly. It was, it's just, it's really bad form. It's, it's bad form, but also it's like, yeah, again, like what you said. The so the entire time I'm watching this film, going, I wonder who's gonna kill him. Yes, you know, I wonder oh. how he's gonna die. Yes, the entire and I I assumed he wasn't gonna kill himself. I kind of just based on how the movie was going, he was like a cockroach. Right. I more assumed that someone to was gonna kill him. Anything? Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. Like, if I hadn't known that, I would have never thought that he would have died. Like, I I just. It, <clears throat> And that the end is so shocking. Like it's, I know part of the reason the end is so shocking is because the whole movie he's trying, he's grappling to get ahead. Yeah, and he can never quite make it. And then he finally makes it, and yeah. he gets shot. And yeah. it's so powerful. It's so and it was like, stolen from you, and it makes me so mad. Oh, me too. Like, and the thing is, like, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, yeah. but it happened so quickly, and I like. I was so surprised, like, because even though I knew it was coming, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, again, if I had not known, I would have never seen that ending coming. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, my God, they won. That's awesome. Yeah. But then it was just like, then he gets shot. And it's so quick. It's so fast that I was mm-hmm. just like, what? I was like, what? Like, I'm like, um, uh, what? oh, my God. What just happened? <laughs> I thought, as I was watching it, because I didn't know it was going to happen. I thought for sure his girlfriend was going to get killed in the casino. I thought, no way she's getting out of there alive. But then, as movies are supposed to do, I was shocked because he got killed instead. And so, yeah. So, anyway, how did you feel about the movie? I really liked it, but it made me uncomfortable the whole time. It's very intense. It's it's like a bullet train. The whole movie is just fast-paced. Things are happening people yelling like yeah. Mike when Mike, Mike actually watched it and recommended it to me and he said this is the loudest movie I've ever watched because <laughs> yeah. everyone yells their yeah. lines they're yeah. all yelling and I just I love how as I said before Adam Sandler's character is a cockroach like mm-hmm. he would survive a nuclear nuclear apocalypse <laughs> if he had something to gain from it oh yeah he for just sure. he scrambles and he scrounges but he can never like he's at the base of the mountain 
and he's working his way to the top, but he can never, ever get there. Was it Sisyphus? Sisyphus. Yeah, yeah, Sisyphus, yeah. And it's, it's, it's intense. Yeah. It's really good. His performance is amazing. And I went sort of like down a Adam Sandler rabbit hole because I've always really liked him. And I watched this movie on Netflix called Just Go With It with him. And it's like the total opposite <laughs> of Uncut Gems. And I watched it right after I watched... Like, I watched it within a few days, mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to see his range, like, the two different yeah. characters he can play, but in this movie, he's just, he's so good, and he is just always trying. He's always selling. Like, if he saw a stone on the sidewalk, and he thought he oh could make God. money off of it, he would pick it up. He was, you know? Yeah, I mean, his hustle was really stupid, I thought. Yeah. I thought he was very stupid I at some agree. Points. Like, he was stupid with other people's... Emotions and property and lives. Well, and the thing is, too, okay, so the thing is, too, that's another thing that got skewed for me because I saw him screwing up continuously and I was like, this guy's going to get killed. And I knew that he Mm, was going to get killed because I'm like, he's he's making, you know, like the thing is that he was trying so hard to get ahead, but he was making so many dumb decisions with so much money that, like, you know, if one thing happens and you don't make that money or, or, you know, they don't win the game, like, you're fucked out of $40,000. Yeah. I make, I make less than that a year. Yeah. So, let's just put that in perspective. No, like, I know. You know like, like, he's forever in, <laughs> like, in the red. Yeah. And he is always looking for a, a, a big score and it's so distressing. Yeah, it <laughs> is. What did you think, what did you think of the movie? Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I definitely kept my interest the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was sitting on my couch and I had like my um, my weighted blanket on, so I was like, I had it like all curled up, and I was like, what's gonna happen next? But I was still like waiting for him to get killed or die. Like, and that's the thing yeah. is that I it was like it was like I had an axe waiting over my neck the entire movie, yeah. waiting for that axe to fall, and. And it really, like, it very much skewed, you know, my view of the film. Like, I just... I I was thinking something that also was messed up for you that, synopsis, that upsets me is he's a villain, but he's not... He's a villain adjacent Yeah. that you grow to love, and I wanted him to succeed, even though he's, like, a shitty scumbag. Like, he is cheats on his wife. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't makes really his dad... Care about his kids. He doesn't like, care about his dad. Like, that was his dad, right, or his father-in-law. I, um, I wasn't sure which... But anyway, family. He, wait, which one? The one that um, bid... Yeah, Judd auction? Hirsch. I think yeah. that was his father-in-law. Okay. Yeah. He has him, like... He, he puts him in the hole for, like, $175,000 just to save face. I have so much to talk so about he has, that scene. Like, he's <laughs> very selfish, and he's just not likable. But as you're watching the movie, I, you start to really like him, and I wanted him to come out on top. And so that's another reason why his death was such a blow. Yeah. But you didn't get that. You didn't well, get like, that. Yeah, I didn't. Like, and <laughs> I know, and me. I think that's what is so frustrating is that it's, like, because I was, like, yeah, like, I mean... In, uh, so, if I hadn't known, I would have been like, oh my god, he won, that's incredible, like, now, you know, him and his, his girlfriend are so excited, um, and, 
And then it was it, it was just like boom, he's dead. And I was like, well, I knew that was coming. So yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, I really like. I was pretty. I was pretty pissed off. About I know the whole it upsets thing. me like, that not... you didn't get to watch it with the eyes of somebody who could really get into his character. Yeah, and it's in in that way. I guess. Yeah, yeah. and like it's one thing because I spoil stuff for myself all the time, but. That's different because I'm going out and actively seeking a spoiler. Yeah. Because I, like, I've done it for, like, Don John. Did you ever see that one? No, you talked about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I probably would not watch that movie again. It's, it's really not that good. But, um, I mean, I wouldn't have watched the ending if I hadn't looked up the spoiler. And the ending was great. You know, yeah. it was a great ending. Um, but it's just, it's just like, you know, <laughs> just it was just such a bummer. It's just such... A bummer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I agree. So, anyway. Um, oh, I did have something to say about the beginning. So, I was watching the beginning, and the movie opens up in, like, a diamond mine in Ethiopia. Yeah. And they... So, somebody gets injured, and all the attention is on this person that gets injured. So, these two guys sneak off, and they find this giant... It wasn't a... It's an opal. An opal. It's a black opal. Yes. yes. And they carve it out of the wall and then the guy's like looking into the opal so cool and the title sequence starts and in my head i was like this what is this like a opal colonoscopy and then like (laughs) oh surprise it actually is a colonoscopy and i actually laughed out loud because i thought whoa i shouldn't know like i shouldn't have been able to guess that it was a colonoscopy but i was like why does a gem look like the inside of a body And uh, anyways, I didn't even put two and two together. It goes through, and I thought actually thought the title sequence was really corny and dated and like computer generated, and it made me think of like, oh, does this movie made in like nineteen (laughs) eighty four? But I could see that, yeah, because the uncut gems, like the title, uncut gems, looked like it was it was akin to papyrus, like they were just walking (laughs) through a garden. Pulling off leaves, like he just clicked on the drop down on Windows or Microsoft (laughs) Word. And picked a font. Yeah, like, it, like, it wasn't oh, anything works. really impressive. But <laughs> thankfully the movie is nothing like the title sequence. But Yeah, I, it was okay. Um, I did not put two and two together about the colonoscopy, <laughs> like, at all. Well, so, yeah. So then, yeah, it comes out on Adam Sandler's character. I don't remember his name. Um, Howard. Howard. Howard getting a colonoscopy. So... There's that's like hanging over your head for a lot of the movie because I thought there was going to be like a cancer oh, diagnosis um, of some kind. No, I didn't even like. I actually kind of like just totally slipped my mind about the colonoscopy. Oh, really? Yeah, because it didn't. I don't know. It wasn't like. I don't know. I so I started off watching it in my bedroom, but I was like having a hard time hearing them talking, and I have subtitles on, but it's too far. Like I was like lying in bed, you know. I just got a memory foam mattress. It's amazing, and sometimes I just don't want to leave my bed. You know, what I mean. It's understandable. Anyway, so I moved all my shit out to the uh, living room, and I, I started watching it there, and I, like, kind of took some time in between, so I might have just kind of, like, spaced on it, I you see. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was very brief, like, yeah, you actually Yeah, it took, like, hear... half an hour or 40 minutes to, like, take a shower and stuff like that, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah. hear the doctor talking about, like, oh, here's a polyp, but it's right. it's... The music is really unsettling in that scene. It's yes. like loud and it's like chimey and it's it, tonally it's not pleasing to listen no. to. And that is taking a lot of your attention. So I don't think you're meant to hear the doctor fully anyway. So it's understandable that that might not yeah, stick. I mean, 
But and that music went on for a long time, and it that did. that was really unsettling for me. And I thought, oh my gosh, is the whole movie going to have this background track? Because I hate That's how this so is making funny me feel. I thought the same exact yeah. thing because I was like, I'm like, I'm having a hard time like hearing them. I mean, yeah. I I tend to keep my TV pretty low. I mean, I've talked to you about this before, but all our listeners can know I don't mind. Um, I have something called misophonia, and it's a disorder that you're very sensitive to certain noises. So And miso soup. <laughs> miso soup. I love miso soup. <laughs> um, so I tend to keep my TV pretty low because loud noises get to me. It's like, a, it's like a clanging bell. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. It's like very just intrusive, you know? Um, so I had a hard time listening to them, hearing them anyway when I first started it, and that's why I moved over to the couch, because I was like, okay, I can't properly watch this movie if I don't know what's going on, you know? Um, obviously. <laughs> you know, you can't. So, <laughs> Generally, but, um, that's how movies work. Yeah, so, um, no, I guess the, I, I never even put, like, colonoscopy into, like, or him having potentially, like, a cancer diagnosis as even being a thing that he might die from. Really? Like, it wasn't even... Within the realm of possibility. I assumed, based on how he was acting and the stupid mistakes that he was making, that he was going to get murdered. Yeah. So, that's, that's, and I was right. So, I was like, I was like, this guy's being so dumb. He has all these people after him. I'm like, he's going to get killed. Like, mm, he's not going to, he, and, or, I was thinking either he would get killed or he was going to, like, commit suicide because it was like a last minute thing and he knew he was going to die more horribly if he didn't kill himself. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I guess yeah. I never would have, yeah, I don't think his character is ever the suicidal type. I don't think but, so either. Um, I, I did, I didn't think, well, I didn't think he was going to die in the movie, but I, I did think he might get a terminal diagnosis and maybe die after the movie right. ends if, right. if that was the thing, but yeah. Yeah, no, I never, I didn't even put two and two together and I think part of the reason why is because if you're gonna have usually generally in movies if they have a cancer diagnosis it's a lot bigger of like a part than just the casualness that that was you know what I mean yeah well usually I don't know it's more like a main focus almost sometimes I don't see the thing is since I think it's really interesting that that didn't stick with you because for me, that was sort of a main focus because the movie starts in his colon. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I think that's interesting that we both had such a different perspective because I did think like, oh, here's a sneaky thing that's going to come after, like he's doing all these shady dealings, but what's going to kill him is the cancer. cancer. Right. Um, so that's, I think it's really interesting yeah. that we watched it with different eyes and you even knew that he was going to die. So that's yeah. even more interesting. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I didn't even like... I, I kind of had forgotten about the whole thing, and then the, he got that call, and, and he was, and the doctor was like, "Oh yeah, everything's clear," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, you got a colonoscopy." So like, it didn't even, yeah, I mean, it was actually I just didn't even think of it. Something interesting about this movie, I'm jumping <laughs> ahead again, but um, it had what I I don't even know how to describe it except a reverse climax. Mm-hmm. Um, most movies like are like. We're on this train. Good things are happening. Good things are happening. Climax. Something terrible happens. Oh, good things are happening. We get out of it. But this movie is like, bad things are happening. Bad things are happening. Bad things are happening. Climax. Good things. He gets the gem yeah. back and he gets the the news that he doesn't have cancer in that like yeah. very small span of time. It's like, oh. And him and his girlfriend made up. Yes. Yeah. So good things. Climax. 
awesome and then like shoots downhill. Right. You know? And then I guess at the end it climaxes for like two seconds for him and then is down again. It was but it was like like reverse storytelling and I thought that was really interesting. It was good. I I, yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely think it was um I definitely think it was good, and I was so stressed out the entire time about the opal not being returned back to me. Oh my like, gosh, there was there's so many things that bothered me. Like, why would he let him, like, why would he let yes. him take it to begin with? And oh then, my god, yes. And then Lakeith Stanfield. See, I just looked up the cast list because I couldn't remember the names of the characters. So, Dominie, Lakeith Stanfield's character, mm-hmm. would told him over the phone. He's like, "Yeah, I got it." And then he saw him at that concert, and he's like, "I don't got it." And I thought, what? What's happening? I kept getting the feeling that he, that, what was it, Domini? Yeah. That he was so done with Howard's shit that he was just like, I don't even care what happens, dude. Like, that's kind of the impression I got, that he was just so irritated and so, like, pushed to the point where he's like, you keep fucking up and I'm done cleaning up your messes. Yeah. And I agree with you. And also, he, he, like had a bunch of stolen watches that he wanted Howard to sell, and Howard wouldn't sell them, allegedly, Yeah. out of his shop. And so I think he was angry about that, because he's because he says, how else am I going to sell them if right. you don't sell them here? And, and um, Adam Sandler's Howard is says, you know, I'll store them in my safe, but you can't sell them here. And so I think that also, like well, he then said... He like- well, yeah. later yeah. he found out that he had been he like selling sold, them. Like sold like seven of them, or like no, yeah. it was, he had like seven watches and he sold like four of them. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Where the fuck are my fucking watches, man?" Yeah. And like, and Howard's like, "Um, I sold four of them." And he's just like, "What the hell, dude?" Like, yeah. So I could see after that exchange, maybe you know him like other than dealing with him for business, like he'd be done with him. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Howard really like the thing is that. He just continuously screws people over, and then they get sick of his shit, and they don't want to deal with him anymore. Yeah. But he's too, like, he's too wrapped up in his own deal to care about other people, except for his girlfriend, who, you know, is this gorgeous woman. Like She was so, I thought she was so pretty. She was, she, was she so reminded me of Rachel Weisz a little bit. A little bit. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think this was, like, actually kind of her first big movie. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. seen her in anything else, but I thought she did... She did a really good job because she was very captivating when she was on screen. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that she was so captivating. And Adina Menzel, who is so talented, was less captivating. Yeah, I agree. But something I really liked about this story was his double life. I thought his double life was so interesting because on one hand, he has this beautiful house. He has a family. He has a wife with children. Yeah. And none of that... I mean, and he could settle down and live a very nice life, a very comfortable life. Yeah, for sure. And none of that was enough for him. And so he has this other life where he's always dealing, always trying to get on top. He has a mistress who he keeps in an apartment in New York City. Like a really nice apartment. Yeah. Like a really big apartment. I think his family lived there until they moved into the suburbs because... After the Passover, they were going home, and he said, I have to stop at the apartment. And his right. mo- the wife, Adina Menzel, said, guys, we're stopping at the apartment to the kids. Right. As if they knew what the apartment was. So I okay. think the implication was it was a family apartment, and then they moved into a house. Right. Um, but I agree. It was, like, a really big, nice apartment. And so I just thought it was interesting how he had this, like, and he was sitting in his daughter's play Talking with other families, yeah, like like a normal family man almost, you know. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't seem like a normal family no. man, and that's like, 
And that's the thing I think with Howard is that I think what probably was happening was that he was getting addicted to the thrill of yeah. I mean he was a gambler. Yeah. You know, so he was probably Big addicted time. to gambling, you know? Because the decisions that he was making were not based on someone who was a logical person. Right. They were based on someone who has an addiction and he needs to get that, you know, addiction filled or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but, you know. Um, he needs to heal. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's constantly going. I mean, he's just, he's a wheeler and he's a dealer. Like, mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. Is and I feel like his bank account is always probably hovering around either zero or negative one hundred thousand dollars yeah. because <laughs> it's it was there's a scene i really loved a scene I'm, i feel like we're jumping around a lot i know we're kind of like i know <laughs> i'm like i'm looking at the synopsis pulled up on wikipedia this, but. the scene that i really like is when um mm-hmm. kevin garnett brings the opal back and finally as an audience like i could breathe a sigh of relief i was like yes. oh thank god he oh got the god. opal back he can take it to auction breathe yeah. and then immediately he's like okay we're gonna bet on your game tonight we're gonna do this this and this oh my God. and like you have money like a bird in the hand basically but he's still going for the bird in the bush i know and he can't rest and it so you get as an audience member you get three seconds where you're like okay everything's good and then he's right back at it again he well like and the thing so i know we're drumming but like let's talk about that part so when they go to the auction, and he has his step, or his um, father-in-law, uh, uh, like, bid, basically yeah, bid against bid, Kevin yeah. Garnett to keep, so so the money, so what he gets for the, the right. opal goes up. It goes, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, so he had $175,000 from from KG, that's what they call him, KG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and KG was like, I'll give you $175,000 for this. And then they go to the auction, and the father-in-law spends one hundred and ninety thousand. So not only does he not have any money, now he's out fifteen thousand dollars too. Like, yes, yes. And it's just like it's just like how stupid are you? Why do you keep making these dumb decisions? Like you need to take a step back and realize, like, hey, slow down. I have money in my hand. I don't need to immediately go gambling. Yep. And, and that's and that's why this guy's always you know in trouble and. He'll never get on, he's never going to get on top because he can never stay there. No, and he yeah. can't, he can't stop gambling. Right. And, and that's the thing is that, mm-hmm. and he just, and that I think is what kills me is that it's like, yeah, he's trying to hustle, but he's doing it in such a way that it's like, dude, no wonder you get killed. You're dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. did, like you well, screwed yourself over. I I think it's interesting that his brother-in-law, I believe it's his brother-in-law, um, Arno. Arno is constantly after him through the yeah. whole movie. He's after him because he owes him money of right. some some amount, and and Arno doesn't want to kill him because he's family. But he does rough him up. Like he takes all his clothes off, <laughs> puts him in the trunk of his car, and his wife has to come out yeah. and unlock well, the car. He puts him in the trunk of uh, he puts Howard in the trunk of Howard's yes, car. Yes, yes, yeah. But sorry, yes. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that up. So Arno and his guys. Collect like collect him at the the play that he's yeah. at watching his daughter, and then his wife has to come out, and she opens the trunk and she sees him in there naked, and she's just so disgusted. Like their she marriage like, doesn't is already even do over. It. Yeah, she's yeah. like she's just like just figure it out. Like yeah. she's just like she just has that look. Like I don't care what you do, just figure it out and get your ass back in there. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I don't blame her. You no. know, she knows that he's cheating on her. Jeez. I mean, yeah. like 
she's putting up with his shit. He's constantly losing money and gaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't really care about his kids. It's pretty mm-hmm. obvious, you know. Because if he did, he would have stuck around for the play, you know. But instead, he had yeah. to go rough those two guys up and or, you know, talk to them or whatever. And she's such a dumb. Yeah. So, dumb. so, so and dumb. I like that at the end, Arno actually gets mad at his henchman, I guess, yeah. for killing him. He was like, "What are you doing? Why'd you do that?" Because even it though, matter. yeah, <laughs> even though Howard is a, a terrible person. Yeah. They're still family, in a sense, and I, there's just so many interesting dynamics at play. I mean, Howard didn't deserve to die, I don't think. I just think it's not surprising that he did. No. I, well, I mean, decisions. he crossed so many people. He had so oh, many yeah. people coming after him. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, some, there's a lot of tense moments, but I think we should start. Let's start. Let's talk about the, the party that he goes to, the weekend. Oh, the weekend. Yeah. So, he... Um, it was kind of cool that they got, like, a bunch of celebrities in here, like, Kevin Garnett. Like, to play I themselves. I don't know who Kevin Garnett is. I don't watch sports, but, um, The weekend, obviously, I know. Yeah. But, um, I thought it was cool that, yeah, they got, like, like, relevant people in this, you know, movie. Um, but anyway, so, so, Howard goes to the party that's hosted by The weekend, mm-hmm. and Damani's there, and Damani's like, and we, we mentioned it before that he's like, oh, I don't have the opal, even though, like, Howard drove there to they, get the opal. He told him on the phone he had it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was such a shitty thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then he finds Julia The weekend, and so his girlfriend in The weekend in the bathroom. <laughs> I've actually been thinking a lot about this scene, yeah. because... So the weekend and her are in this very tight bathroom, and he keeps trying to kiss her, and he keeps saying he wants to sleep with her, and she keeps saying, no touching, no touching. Then somehow he points out that he has an erection. So I was thinking maybe she was giving him a hand job. Oh. Because when Howard opened the door, when Howard busted in, they were close. Right. And she was like, oh, shit. But... They were clothed. Like, right. she ran after him, and she didn't, like, situate herself. She didn't have to put any clothes on. But then she kept telling him over and over again, nothing happened. So I was right. like, either, A, nothing happened, and they were just weirdly close, or she was giving him a hand job. What do you think? I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a good suggestion. I don't think she was giving him a hand job, and the reason I don't think that is because I feel like you would have, like, maybe seen her arm moving or something. You know what I mean? Like, you would have seen yeah. it suggested. But I didn't see any of that. I just saw, like, they're in a bathroom together. She's like, no, we're not going to have sex. Like, we're just, you know, hanging out right now. And he kept trying to kiss her and, like, kiss her neck and everything. And, and I guess it's possible. Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm done. Go ahead. In the world of simultaneities, um, perhaps time freeze she said because he had her feel his erection basically so mm-hmm. maybe howard walked in at that moment oh maybe but yeah. we were just seeing it played out in two different perspectives right. so that's possible because i wasn't sure what to think about her character after that because i didn't i couldn't reconcile with myself is she telling the truth did nothing happen or was she actually giving him a hand job jeez what was okay. that <laughs> people screaming in the background yeah um so that's because I, I wasn't sure what to think about her character after that. I think she was telling the truth. Okay. Yeah, that's that was my my thing. I don't. I didn't think anything sexual was happening between them. I think the weekend was probably just like high end coke, and he was like, you know, he's the weekend. He can pretty much like if he's fans out there, and he's like, hey, we should sleep together. You know, his fans are gonna be like, 
Okay, like, what am I going to say no to the week? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, I don't, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I, a certain it's caliber not of person my thing, I personally would well, do it. Well, <laughs> I just, I think a certain caliber of person, sure, but I don't, I mean, like, of all the celebrities that I think are attractive, if one of them propositioned me, like, came up right now and said, let's have sex, I don't, you know, like, even though I think they're cool, I don't think I would say, yes, I want to have sex with so. you because <laughs> you're an attractive, famous person. So, I don't think I would either. I think I'd be weirded out by that. I'd be like, no. I think, no. yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, in some capacity, yes, I think there are people who would definitely just sleep with a famous person to sleep with a famous person. Right. I liked that. I respected that she wouldn't let him touch her. But then yeah. I wasn't, since at the end of that scene, I didn't know what was happening. I was on the fence about her character after that. Because... I mean, he's cheating on his wife, so maybe I shouldn't be angry for her possibly cheating on him, but I just, yeah, I just see, I don't, don't know how I feel about how I would, I, I don't know how I felt about her character, because right. I don't know what actually was happening in the bathroom. See, I personally was like, do it, girl. <laughs> I was like, sleep with the weekend. Like, I was like, because, you know what, her, her boyfriend's married. He's, yeah. Like, I mean, he. The situation is, like, messed yeah, up it's at like, the it, base it, anyway. I mean, he got all pissed at her, but I was kind of like, you really don't have any right to be pissed at her because you're married. You know, like. Well, yeah, not, I think, isn't it not people, you, but him, no, but, you know, like, like. I feel like it makes sense that he would get more angry at her. Yeah. Even though he was the one that was doing, like, something worse almost. Right. So I guess it makes sense that he'd be like, you're terrible, even though he is worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a, an interesting character trait that you can see play out, like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he obviously cares about her, you know, but... Yeah. It's... It seemed to me almost maybe like it was like a possession type thing. Oh, big time. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. like he, he was keeping her in this apartment, it's really nice, and then he's like, you know, I mean... <laughs> Like watching her get undressed and everything. Well, like I also think like I thought that was so weird that he was like, I'm like, why are you gonna scare her? And like that's gonna be bad. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't think he was gonna get murdered in that scene because she I killed him because he was hiding in the closet. But also yeah. <laughs> I think another thing about her character that sort of made her almost unreal and explained why he would like her so much is what normal woman wears that sort of lingerie under their clothes. <laughs> Like, like I was like I, I was like she see, didn't just go put that on yeah she had it on <laughs> she was presumably working all day with that on under her clothes yeah. and I expect to see like really sexy lacy underwear sure okay right. you can wear really nice underwear but she was wearing like a whole getup and yeah, I don't like know a garter like that's like a garter really belt. uncomfortable I mean and I that actually kind of bothers me because I think that there's it perpetuates an image that like those things are comfortable to wear and they're yeah, not. No. You wear them for a specific reason and I don't imagine wearing them all day at work because you wear them to, you. You. I think in my head, if you're going to wear sexy lingerie, it's because you want somebody to see you looking sexy. Yeah. If and you're wearing sexy lingerie and you're walking around like that, you're like, I'm having sex. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I think and yeah. I, maybe it's not very feminist, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think I'm not going to wear no, something very, anti-feminist I'm not going to wear something very uncomfortable all day. So, yeah, so she was just, I think it makes sense that he would want to, yeah, like, he would want, she's, she's rocking bod, you know She's also I mean? unattainable for him, and I think one of the reasons, psychologically, one of the reasons why he probably wasn't planning on getting divorced is because he can have her because of the thrill, mm-hmm. but I think he realizes that if he was just a single man, 
as messed up as he is, there would be no thrill for her to date him after a while. Yeah. But since he's unattainable for her, she's attainable for him. Right. And I think that's why he stayed married and cheated on his wife, because deep down he knows he's... Yeah. He doesn't really amount to anything, because no. he's always grappling. Yeah. And, well, and, and also it's like, and just based on her character, she kind of does seem like the type of person that would go after unattainable men. You yes. Know? Mm-hmm. Men that were married or whatever. Um, well, and she's crazy. Like, he dumped her, and so she got a tattoo of his name on her butt. Okay, yeah, that was super weird. I was like, what? like she's like, look, I got a tattoo of your name, Howie. And yeah, I was just and like, they were broken up, so I, I, I was, was thinking, like, like okay, the... she's got problems yeah. for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, it worked. I mean, he I mean, wanted her back. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I, the name Howie's always going to be in your body forever, so yeah. I guess that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She's a big fan of Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby's world. <laughs> like, oh, just going to do is go back and be like, just add the Mandel part. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> I like how she would add his last name so he knows it's him. Uh, this could be any Howie. Do your name on my yeah. ass. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Okay, so Julia goes to Mohegan's son. Yes. And. I thought it was really cool that she got to go by helicopter there. I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I'm yeah. Helicopter. Pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and she's there, and she's, like, talking. What was the dude that she traveled with, the dude that would look like a... Um, like an Elvis impersonator? It was like a, like an old, like, crusty kind like, of Like, he'd definitely gotten suntan every day of his life for the last... 60 yeah. years. Because like he desperately his... wanted to be George Hamilton, but yeah. he's just not. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and he just kept talking at her. I know. He's like, you're hot. You're hot. Oh, you geez. want to come up to my room? <laughs> Honey, if uh, the, uh, you know, my friends are coming over, if the, if the food's here, just answer the door. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that impression Thanks. of him. Okay, so she's there, and I mean, you know, it's basically like she, she puts like what? Um, like five hundred thousand down or something, or she yeah she puts a lot, a lot of money yeah. on on the game because he won one point two million. Yeah, yeah. And there is um, there's a lot of jargon like basketball jargon in this movie that I didn't understand at Me all. Me and as he was watching the game, when he would cheer, I'd be like, oh, so this was part of him gaining money. I have no idea what's happening. So I thought that was kind of interesting. <laughs> it's funny. It was I kind of fun. It was like watching someone speak a different. It was basically watching someone speak a different language because I don't really know much about basketball and the ins and outs of betting on a basketball game I don't understand at all. I don't either. And it was very interesting to see him be like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's part of it. That's a big part. We won this much now. And yeah. I was like, okay, all right. I, I don't know what's happening, but I appreciate it. No, I was, I was like the same way. Like, because she, when she handed, like, the teller the money... And she handed, like, the note. I was like, I don't, it's like you're speaking Greek yeah. to me. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. I heard, like, something about rebound, and I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, Whoa. anyway. I did like how, so Arno and his guys came to the shop Yeah. to collect their money because he sold the opal to Kevin Garnett, yeah. so they knew he had money at that point. So they were coming to collect, but he locked them in their little airlock, because he has this, like, security airlock. Mm-hmm. 
And so he locked them in that because he's like, listen, listen, before you, you know, rough me up or whatever. Because they hung him out a window for a yeah. second. Oh, my God. That was That scary. was intense. Yeah. And so anyway, he's I like, was, I didn't think he was going to die then. I thought it was like too soon. Yeah, you know too I mean? easy. Like, I was like, mm, this, is, this isn't when he dies. But anyway, go on. No, so, so mm-hmm. they figure out that he sent his girlfriend to Mohegan Sun. And so mm-hmm. they're going to go get, like, go get her. So he locks him in the airlock, and he's watching the game in the store while they're locked in there watching him, and he's like, this is going to be good, this is going to be good. And they call somebody to go to the casino, so yeah. she's got people after her there, too, and it's very intense. Yeah, and she has to, like, run away. Like, she's, like, yeah. just chatting with this dude, and then she has to, like, run away from him. And She um, ends up going to that guy's room because she <laughs> yeah, wants to get away. Like, yeah, the old, like, tan dude. Mm-hmm. Um that was, I thought that was funny, too, that she ended up there, because she was just like, at least I'll be in, like, a kind of safe haven or Yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah, because yeah, you don't know what's going to happen to her. I know? love it. I thought, like I said, I thought she was going to die, and at the end, so you see the guys walking around the casino looking for her, mm-hmm. and at the end, after after Howie, Howard gets mm-hmm. shot, it goes back to the casino, and you see the guys looking for her, and you see the Elvis guy carrying two giant duffel bags of money. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, was he a plant? Was he part of oh. that? Did he kill her? But then he takes it out to where she's waiting in a oh, car. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she gets the money. She gets away with the money. She's super clever. I assume she gets murdered off camera. I assume later on they find her and kill her. I don't know. I don't know But either. she got away. At yeah. the end of the movie, she got away. I would hope that she survived, because I liked her. I did, too. I was like, she was an interesting character. And now that you've mentioned it, that Idina Menzel wasn't nearly as, like, like, took up as much, you know, screen Mm -hmm. as she did or whatever, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop seeing it. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so true. Like, she was just, there's just something about her. She was very interesting. She was very good. Yeah. Yeah. She, She was interesting. Um, I liked in the beginning of the movie where she's kind of flirting with Kevin Garnett and she's like, you said you didn't have a girlfriend. And there's this, um, sort of these subtext at play because at the time you don't really know that her and Adam Sandler are sleeping together. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting. And Adam Sandler's like, you know, right. Trying well, to stand she, oh, top she was and, trying to sell the weekend something too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, it just, it just makes you wonder like this, this Howie guy, how is he staying in business, you know? Well, you know what, actually? Wheeling and dealing and cheating and stealing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I didn't plan that, but it came (laughs) out so well. (laughs) You're a poet, and you don't even know it. (laughs) Um, There there is that one dude that um, went to Howie, or went to Howard, and he was (laughs) like, dude, I've been working for you for eight years. Like, you're not even looking at me in the face, and that's when Howie got, or how. Keep going, Howie. No. Howard got the um the thing of fish and like the gem was in one of the fish. Oh yeah, yeah. at the beginning. And then he was kind yeah. of never mentioned. He quit. Again. No, he quit. And you see him later, very briefly. He's Do in you? a storefront. Okay. Howard is walking. I can't remember exactly. I think Howard is like strutting down the road because things are going his way for a second, and you see him at a different jewelry store, and he oh, looks out and he sees him pass, and you okay. see a lot in his expression, like. You know, he doesn't have any respect for Howard. No. Yeah. No. I mean, how can you at exactly. that point? Like, yeah. how can you after, like, you know, watching this guy wheel and deal and, and continually make bad decisions, even mm-hmm. though, like, he knows that these decisions that he's making are inevitably going to lead to a bad thing happening to him. He just keeps yeah. doing it. But, like, I think what really frustrates me more, too, is that it's like, 
what about your children? What about your wife? Like, what if, are you going to put them in danger too? Because these people might not stop at just you. They could go after your family. Yeah, he does know? call his family. He says, go stay Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true, house. yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I was wondering. Such a disaster. <laughs> at the beginning, in, when Kevin Garnett is in the jewelry store for the first time, um, he's going sort of around the showroom and... Howard keeps saying, don't lean on the counter, don't lean on the counter. Did you expect it to break? Because I, I did not, not expect, expect it, to, it break. to break. And I thought that was, it's it's sort of like a throwaway moment. I don't really understand any sort of deeper meaning, but I liked that it broke. Yeah. It was interesting because I, I thought, sure, he's just going to keep telling him not to lean on it. Like, we had glass-topped coffee tables, a coffee table that was glass-topped when I was a kid, and my parents would always tell us not to lean on it. It was yeah. just like... Like, part of their song every day. Right, yeah, Don't lean yeah. on the coffee table. Don't put your feet on the coffee table. And so I thought it was just sort of, like, his little shtick as a jewelry showroom owner. Right. Don't lean on the glass. But it actually broke in that, I don't know, I thought that was really just a I tiny, like interesting moment. Well, I, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I kind of like that, too. I, I did not expect the glass to break. Because usually when... You have something like that. The glass is a lot sturdier. Yeah. It's a lot thicker because it's like tempered, people are leaning on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Double pane, whatever. I don't know which, I don't know what jewelry counters are made of, but yeah. <laughs> I mean. And it has to be strong just to keep, I mean, obviously a crowbar could break it, but just to keep things safe. Right. Think. Exactly. Yeah. So it was, it was, I don't know, an interesting little touch that sort of startled me when it happened. Yeah. Me too. And I liked the jewel encrusted Furby. It's such a funny... like the moving eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like how he has... He's like a magician with a bag of tricks as well. Like, every time he thinks someone's interest is waning, he brings up something else yeah. to try to get yeah. them back. And he's always having to do that in every aspect of his life, not just with jewelry. It's just a weasel. Yeah. He's and totally weaselly. We didn't really talk about not the... Not um, Harry Potter way. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really talk about how... So he let Kevin Garnett take the opal... Who knows why? But Kevin Garnett also gave oh him God. like his NBA championship ring. It bothered me so and much. And so the ring was really intense because he hawked it basically to get money from a pawn shop. <laughs> so he's 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 holding this priceless artifact as collateral. Right. And he can't even keep it he can't even guarantee the collateral. He takes it to a pawn shop and puts it in danger and that blew I know. my mind. So nothing is safe Dude. with him. His family isn't safe. No. His girlfriend isn't safe, his job, anything, nothing is safe. No, no. He's a very complex and interesting character. It, like, it really bothered me when he let KG take the, oh my the opal. Because I was like, all you can be is like, okay, dude, I know you like it, but it's mine. Like, yeah. it's mine. Like, and, yeah. You know, like, and, and it, he, yeah, and he had, like, an auction, but he was, he was so... I don't even know what his motivation was in that in that part, other than to maybe like make himself look good. But it was like, it was like you. you it's okay to have boundaries. You yeah. know, it's okay to say no to someone. I think there's this aspect of like if somebody has a collection of something, the collector. So let's say you have a collection of things, and you're showing me you as the collector will want to just show me really cool things if I'm interested. Right. And so I thought. I didn't really understand why Kevin Garnett got so angry because I thought that it was apparent that Howard was just saying, you've never seen anything like this, right. let me show it to you. And then it really upset me that Howard had a very logical, realistic reason to not give him the opal. He said, no, I've promised this to somebody else. I can right. get you another one. 
or you can go to the auction and bid on it. And Kevin Garnett just wasn't hearing him, and that really bothered me because it wasn't like Howard was like, no, it's mine, you can't have it. He was like, no, I promised it to this auction house. I know. So it's, it's the, the matter should be settled. There's nothing to discuss. But I know. instead he was like, <laughs> why did you show this to me then? I want it. And the I whole thing. Know. Well, I think it's it's maybe like, it's maybe kind of showing like people who, um, because I know, so my, my cousin's husband, he is a sports agent, so he works with a lot of football players. And he has noticed that, like, when a young guy, who, I don't know, Kevin Garnett looks like he's in his 30s, I would imagine, um, when a young guy gets a bunch of money, usually, like, after they're recruited from, like, um, college or high school, oh, okay. they will spend it, like, really dumbly and, like, go broke really quickly. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they're, what they're doing is instead of saving their money, because football players do not, they're like, it's like I'm being a model. Like, you have a couple good years, and then... You know, inevitably, your body goes out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. with models, it's a little different. It's more of, or like, an sometimes, thing. Yeah, but sometimes, with, like, you're just not as good out of, like, yeah. you can't handle the big leagues. You exactly. Know? But yeah. a lot of them get brain injuries. They get mm-hmm. a lot of um, issues with their back and with their knees. So they don't they don't last long. They don't last long as football players. Um and what they'll do is they'll just they'll just totally go broke because they'll have Jeez. a bunch of money that they never had before because either they're like not from a good like financial background or something. So that's kind of what made me think of it is that maybe Kevin Garnett was one of those guys where he maybe didn't have, you know, that like good financial background growing up, and so maybe he was like, I want this rock, even though yeah, like, I mean, he was obsessed with it. He was, and yeah. he won like. He won a game when he yeah. had it in his possession and stuff, yeah. He was, like, so. convinced that it was, like, his good luck charm. Yeah. And I, I mean, rich people obviously live in a way different world yeah. than we oh my do, gosh. but... It's, yeah, it's interesting. But it's, it's, it's good that you say that, though, because that really bothered me, too, where I was like, why is he so insistent on this being his when, you know, Howard is like, dude... I can't give it to you because it's someone else's. Yeah, and he, like, I just, the whole thing, so the movie is basically, like, starting out on, like, this teetering edge anyway, where he makes unwise choices to let somebody take this very valuable opal. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and the thing is, like, do we even know if it's as valuable as he th- says well, that's another thing. That's another theme in the movie that I, that sort of surprised me. So he was saying, I don't, what do you say, like? 6,000 like, per carat or something It was something like 3,000 per carat, and there was like... 60 carats or 600 like carats. That, yeah. So he was saying it's worth like a million dollars or more. And right. then the company that he put it up with auction, put it up for auction with, had an appraiser say it was worth like up to like up to $250,000. It was like quarter of a million or something, or yeah. So, and he was arguing with them, but I they never... I kind of like that the mystery stayed. They never clarified who was correct. Right. And I guess it makes sense, now that we're talking about it, that he probably would inflate it when he was talking to people. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because he inflated everything else. So maybe, actually, maybe they did clarify it by having the appraiser, like yeah. you got to see the appraiser's like dollar amount. So maybe they are clarifying that. Like, you can't even trust what he says. Right. So that's, yeah, actually, now that we're talking about it, maybe Because I think that's the point, is yeah. that, yeah, you're, he's like, just this a liar. guy is just, yeah. like... He's a swindler. He's a, yeah, he's a swindler. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. And, you know, and he's just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, overall, I would say it really, it really skewed my view. 
on watching the film knowing what I knew yeah. going in. And I'm very disappointed. I was pretty pissed about it, too. Like, I was, yeah, I was, I was not upset happy. when I heard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but overall, I liked it. I, I would I recommend too. it. Yeah. You know? I also don't think... Something about his character, I don't think he was an idiot in every sense. Mm-hmm. I think he was an idiot that he made terrible choices, but he was very savvy in certain things. Yeah. And as a character study, I think it's really well done. Yeah. And I liked it as well. Um, it's a movie like the ones we talked about that I don't think I would ever... I mean, I could I could watch this movie again. It didn't make me uncomfortable to the point of never watching it again, but I would never want to watch it to relax. Yeah. It's no. not relaxing. It's, I would watch it with another person. I'd probably yeah. not seek it out, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I felt really unnerved mm-hmm. after watching it. I had to sort of, like, do some palate cleanses, you know, like... Just watch something just like calm me down. Um, the good but witch. it's yeah, not the good witch, but <laughs> I watched that last night. <laughs> but I, I would definitely recommend it to people, and I would actually watch it again under certain circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'd recommend it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. I think it's as far as um, films go, it's one of the better ones that's come out in the last couple yes. of years. Yeah, for yes, sure. and I think all the accolades it got last year were deserved. Yeah, yeah. It's and different. I mean, it's very different from a lot of things I've seen. Yeah, and Adam Sandler, I mean, you know, it's it's different from his usual movies. Yes. Which I like. Mm-hmm. I like seeing him in his serious roles. You yeah. Know? yeah. I like him. I really like him in anything he does. Uh, some I'm of his movies... I'm not a fan of Sam is. <laughs> I, well, I always... I've, I've said this before in life, but, like, core my core movies when I was, like, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 was, like, Tommy Boy, Dumb and Dumber, and Billy Madison. Okay. So, I love Adam Sandler. Like, I and I love SNL. Um, I, I'm a fan of most of his movies. I think there are ones that are much stronger than others. Oh, I'm yeah. not blind to to the disparity in quality but he always entertains me and I always appreciate him and I love seeing him on talk shows because I think he seems like a real person like yeah he seems very nervous he's like almost like Kristen Stewart levels nervous when he's really? doing like talk shows <laughs> really? he just seems very uncomfortable with the spotlight but he's so talented when it's on him mm-hmm. so I really I love Adam Sandler I think um just somebody an actor who I've followed my whole life well my whole life up till now hopefully it continues uh i just really i really like him so i like watching anything he does basically yeah i think i think he did a good job i think it was it was an interesting film i think it you know i mean hopefully you're listening to this and you've already seen it because getting it spoiled really sucks don't spoil (laughs) stuff like this it's not cool uh it's I'm so sad that you didn't get to watch it with the perspective of just thinking he was going to make it. Because I was like, he's going to make it. He did it. And he didn't make it. I know. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Watch us some movies. We're also on Facebook. If you have any movie recommendations, it's watchersofmovies at gmail.com. Thank you to Mike for our theme song. And you can find him on Twitter at TheMikeShow42. His name is Mike Myers. Yep. And we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Did I say Spotify? Google Play. Google Play. And if you could please, please, please give us five stars on, on iTunes. It helps us get us out there. And if you guys love us, we love you. So, but I'll, okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>